0: To you.
1: Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good
2: morning.
3: Good morning. To you.
2: This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards.
4: Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley.
5: This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll CBS News, on WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adveston on The Weekend Gardener.
4: Now, here is your moderator Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC
2: SPIN.
6: Now here is King Kaiser. Hi-yo, uh, well that's good.
2: This is Art Devine.
4: This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York.
5: The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnum views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. George Pooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gertz. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presti, WPTF, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Cappers. With a nocturne, we send as... this is Bill show This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott of the Organ and a program of Familiar Carol.
2: Good morning, this is Bill Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. This is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venter's WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be Living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood, wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network.
5: Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hath Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting.
0: I'm Ann Clapp. And this
5: is a of gardener saying, keep them growing.
2: Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Yeah, what do you know? What do you know, Rufus? What do you know?
5: I know that Ann Claps a nice lady. She is a nice lady. (laughs) Yes,
3: she is. And
2: she's here with us. She's a smart lady. And Brother Rufus is with us, the uh, former Attorney General, Secretary of State, Deputy Chief Counsel on the Senate Watergate Committee, and the Secretary General of Gardening in North Carolina.
5: Well, uh, I appreciate that. And a lawyer. But let's see what Edward Jones, Cliff Joyner, says today.
2: Cliff Joyner from Nashville, one of my favorite people from my hometown.
5: In his little book, it says, always look for the fool in the deal. If you don't find one, it's you.
2: <laughs> oh.
5: <laughs> Who said that? Mark Kuban.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, the zillionaire, owner yeah. of the Dallas Mavericks. Right. And, uh, so forth. Yeah. That's an that's a interesting saying. A yeah. sale, for salespeople, especially.
5: If you, business people. Uh, always look for the fool in the deal. If you don't find one, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: Fine. Okay. All
5: right. Uh, let's
2: see here. Susan. Susan. Back to Susan, I think. Hey, Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, your oh, trees. Okay. Uh, have you, have you thought it over? Have you decided on one yet, or you need more <laughs> More trees? I
0: change my mind every day. Um but yeah. when you're planting a new tree, what size should I get? I'm I'm not I want a one that can achieve some height. Yeah, to, um, you, the earliest. I'm not exactly young, so.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, I know I, that feeling. <laughs> you just you just have to be you just have to make sure that the hole is big enough.
5: Yeah. Well, let me give her my two choices. Yeah. They're they're not unique like Pam said, but they're unique to me. Sweet. Uh, tea olive, mm-hmm. which absolutely is going to give you more pleasure with its beautiful aroma. About 15 to 20 feet tall at maturity. Grows rather fast. That,
2: yeah, that's an evergreen.
5: And uh, then that small uh, magnolia, what was what it? Little Jim? Little Jim. Little Jim grows about a foot and a half a year. Uh, you could get a l- larger size, and and those are my two choices. And
0: so the first one was
5: tea olive sweet tea olive it's a os- sweet osmanthus. sweet
2: os- osmanthus oh
0: okay
2: and it uh, the flowers the tiny little flowers mm, that you don't really so notice but the fragrance is overwhelming mm-hmm. 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 and it will produce those flowers several times a year but at least it has in the last two or three years what, my, what size
0: do yeah, like when I've been to the garden centers, I'll see like maybe 10, 15. What's
2: easiest to handle? Are you going to plant it, oh, Susan? Oh, no, no, I'll get someone to plant it for me. Yeah.
0: Well, you'd probably
1: want to get like a 5-gallon or 10-gallon at least.
0: Yeah,
1: okay. I'm not sure what they're available in right now. Um, everybody's been landscaping so much. Yeah. There's, it's there's hard a, to find some things right now.
2: There's even one with that has little tiny orange flowers. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting.
5: Okay. Yeah, I want one of those. But the okay. fragrance is it'll it'll bloom three or four times a year, hmm. and you could be a uh, hundred yards away, and the wonderful aroma will almost knock you down. Mm-hmm.
2: Hmm. Okay. It's it it reminds me of fall. That's mm-hmm. that's when you first start
0: yeah.
2: getting the fragrance. That's when it first blooms. I think. Okay. Usually.
0: Well, thank you so much for the suggestion. Thank you,
2: Susan, very much.
0: Okay. Bye bye
2: go to william the air traffic controller thanks so much my goodness i'm sorry you had to wait so long william but you're just sitting on the porch in beaufort so
7: you're okay well, i'm not really not really sitting on the porch i'm here pushing the spreader and uh, putting out sulfur and fertilizer
2: <laughs> uh, oh okay well i don't know how you do both at, at once but uh, in talking to us and everything good for you I, I, so uh, plant when you plant trees how big are the trees that you normally plant William since you're also in that business
7: it's shorter it's a shortage of them now it's hard to find but normally if uh we're doing between five and six feet try to get something you know good size for the customer
2: how many gallons what kind of root root uh you got there you
7: about 200 pound root ball 250 on the root ball for uh yeah well well,
2: Susan (laughs) I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do that (laughs) <laughs> you know, whatever you can lift. Well, she said she'd get somebody else to do it.
7: So. Yeah, for the homeowner, you know, you can get a ten gallon that's maneuverable. Yeah. Uh, and and drag it in the yard with a wheelbarrow. And right. Stuff, so.
2: Do you? Uh, do you? Did you hear? I assume you heard some of the trees that we mentioned to her. Do you concur with oh, yeah.
7: that? And I agree, with Rufus. I love a good tea olive. They smell so good, and sit on the porch, and you can just enjoy it several times a year yeah but uh and uh you know you got so many varieties, crepe myrtles uh but like you said, I don't like the cherry trees just the fact they get too many. but uh yeah that uh what you guys mentioned yeah it's what we all put in for people,
2: yeah, so what uh so are you are are you at Beaufort
7: oh, yeah, it's it's cloudy down here with the remnants of that hurricane, you see the clouds spinning mm. around on the outer bands, but we got a lot of rain last night. It's the first time we've had rain. And uh, Raleigh's been getting rain every day of the week. Well, Yesterday's first day, we had rain like five days.
2: Hmm. Yeah, wow. That's pretty tough when you got, got sandy soil like that.
7: Yeah, I got to tell you, they put an irrigation system in this week for me. And I got clam shells and she shells all over my yard. I got to walk back through and pick up.
2: Hmm. Yeah, don't walk out there wow. barefooted. Oh, wow. <laughs>
7: Yeah, I've never seen that, and that's why the pH is so high. I mean, there's plant shells everywhere.
2: <laughs> wow, how about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what kind of grass do you have?
7: Uh, I got the El Toro Zoysia.
2: Yeah is that, uh, is yeah. that performing pretty well there?
7: Yeah, it's doing great. I mean, before they trenched it, I had it looking like a golf course. It was like shag carpet. You walk out on it. Wow. And uh, but I got to go back now, and I'm gonna put some uh, get some. Compost and put in where the trenches were, so it'll ru- the runners run back in it pretty quick.
2: Yeah, that's uh, those irrigation systems are wonderful, especially if you have fescue. But well, they they're great for oh, any grass.
7: Yeah, yeah. It, it's a must for fescue. And, and I got it down here. When I first built the house, they said, "Oh, you won't need irrigation; it rains all the time." Well, two summers we hadn't rained ten, fifteen days in a row. <laughs> oh, well,
2: that'll, that'll that'll that's certainly worrisome especially when you spend a lot of money on, on turf.
7: Right. Putting right.
2: it out and exactly.
3: everything.
7: But, uh, I was wanting to call tell Rufus. so I found some contraband and I, I got to get up there to them. I've been sitting on the porch and enjoying a few of them, but, uh, I got well, to just them leave
2: them. Just leave them at the Grocery Boy Junior on Lake Wheeler Road. <laughs> and, uh,
7: or, or I could go up to Sutter City and leave it at the Dollar Store. Yeah, that, I don't yeah
2: know, the, do, you, do you go to the Dollar Tree much anymore, Ruth? Yes,
5: I certainly do. Oh, okay. I've got a pair of them on right now.
2: <laughs>
7: That's well, you do. I, I, I haven't get, seen those. I Go huh? tell Ruth, My my wife went and got her several pairs of the uh,
5: designer fashion
7: readers. <laughs> oh yeah, they're pretty. The
1: ones he's got now have got uh the uh they've got flowers on the side.
5: Yeah, uh-huh. it's sort of uh, Pretty uh, sweet. It Pretty is. sweet looking, William. It is, but I, yeah, I, I. Yeah. Why well, go pay? Even at a drugstore, you're going to get the same thing for nineteen twenty dollars. Go to the dollar store, and five dollars, you get five pair of glasses. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah.
7: Well, you, you converted my wife. She's a customer now for her reading glasses. Really.
5: <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. designer glasses, <laughs> yeah. designer
7: glasses. Get back to the show i, I wanted to call in i'll trying to listen on am radio but we got too much lightning around the area
5: have so you I uh, here uh
7: on my iPhone. what
2: what kind of shrubs have you planted on your property there
7: um well i got the knockout roses in the back and uh we put uh i forgot the variety of the grasses but one one's white uh, and then one's purple for uh, they're you know
2: ornamental grasses that, yeah, they get pretty big. And then
7: uh, put some ornamental grasses in the front. And we got a palm, two palms in the front, and two palms in the back, and then a uh, uh, get the name of the palm. It's uh, a smaller palm in the front. Actually, I'm getting used to all the coastal plants.
3: Yeah.
7: And uh, but around the side of the house, I put some gustrums where uh, where I'm hiding the air conditioners and stuff, and then the Mexican uh, petunias got several uh, varieties of the Mexican petunias and then in the front i got the crepe myrtles uh and the house is like a teal color with white so in the front we did white knockout roses and white crepe myrtles to kind of
2: uh-huh.
7: contrast with the house
2: yeah well that sounds like a good uh, good variety of things
7: yeah, yeah uh, pretty much low maintenance um that that's the good thing is uh, you just got to get a little fertilizer on it twice a year and other than that, and then the palms, I learned I didn't realize you had to feed the palm trees.
2: Well, yeah, I don't. Know. You got to have special food, I guess, don't you?
7: Right, you have to special fertilizer for the palms. Mm-hmm. And I also learned you don't water a palm tree like you water a plant. You got to water it from the top all the way down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I found that from my neighbors. As I'm learning a lot about coastal garden while I'm down here. It's much different than mm-hmm. the central part and the western part.
2: Well, like the windmill palm, you have to wash their hair.
7: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I love a windmill palm. I've planted another one out there, and I was I was just thinking that we've been talking about uh, the Encore Azaleas, and mm-hmm. I've I've got a banana, shrub, well, tree.
1: Now that you mention that, I'm sitting. That here has looking. gotten so big. Okay, it, I was going to tell Susan that is one of my favorite. I don't know how new they are, but it's one of my favorite plants now. And they get
2: now. I this is a different. This is the you're talking about the banana pudding tree.
1: Well, yeah. I'm sorry. You, you mean I was your talking banana, about regular that. banana. Okay, yeah. go ahead and talk about
2: that. No, well, uh, it's it's gotten so big it's blocking the view to the azaleas. Oh, wow. And maybe that's why I haven't haven't noticed them as much. <coughs> that's right. I mean, it's gotten huge. It's going to take over everything. But the the shrub that you're talking about, and Pam, I'm sure you have the banana pudding shrub.
0: Now, what are you calling banana pudding? Okay, it's called the, it's called
1: a banana shrub. It's the common name for a banana yeah, shrub. The Michelia,
0: which was previously Michelia figo, or um, it's a magnolia. Yeah, it's a magnolia. Yeah, type
2: thing. of magnolia. Yeah.
1: Right, that's and, a really
2: uh, interesting plant.
1: And I wasn't sure how tall it grew, but it says it grows ten to fifteen feet tall if left unpruned. And it's yeah. an evergreen, and it has very fragrant flowers on it, and it does extremely yeah. well. And the flowers smell like so Susan like might banana pudding. Consider that, yeah, it Susan. Is a yeah. Beautiful you got, like banana pudding?
0: I've, yeah, I've got two for the old banana shrub, which is the yellow-flowered form, right? Uh, that is probably about twelve feet tall mm-hmm. and uh, maybe six to eight feet wide, right? But. The one that um, I have planted most recently is that introduction from Pat McCracken called uh, Stella Ruby. Mm-hmm. And it is going to be more of a conical shaped, right. pyramidal conical type shape. And it makes a great evergreen um, full sun to part shape. Even divider uh, or screening plant, it, mm-hmm. and it has purple flowers
1: on it. Right, we had some of those too.
2: Yeah, I don't know which one I have, so, but
5: uh. William, you mentioned uh, Mexican uh, petunias. 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 Is that what we call ruella? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and what? Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a dark purple oh, that will wow. grow almost anywhere. I've got. I've got dark purple. Oh yeah. What well, does it? Yeah, I know it right comes now. in lavender. Pam, does it come in other other colors?
0: I, I think, think it Phil does kind a lavender. Had, yeah. Go ahead. I, th- I, I think,
1: think the Phil purple- Campbell was filming. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, we have we've got a couple of different varieties or grown a couple different and then there's some that are shorter that you can get in pink, white, and blue. But um yeah, those are those are pretty sweet. Those are the new okay. one that Proven Winters came out with does not oversee like some of the older um uh, varieties.
5: Yeah. Now they they are, well I don't want to use the word invasive with them, but they will multiply. Yeah, <laughs> but it's a very hardy perennial, and you can divide and divide and divide. They're they're a great uh, plant for erosion control on a bank. Uh, just uh, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, William, because I love that Mexican petunia. Well,
7: I got a question for Phil. Mm-hmm. My uh, my uh, Laura pet not Laura Pedgill, but. Um, Oh, heck, I'm thinking, I, I'm having a finger moment. Mm-hmm. Um, the yellow and uh, lantana, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay. My lantana uh-huh. has not done at well at all this year. Yes, last year it was beautiful. I don't know if I got a fungus on it or if the heat's got it, but it has... Wow, that's little pretty little
3: reliable stuff.
2: stuff.
7: Okay,
1: lantana around here normally does extremely well until about the 1st of August. But um, it has not, if you get too much water, if you're irrigating or you get too much water on it, it will not grow as well. It wants it hot and dry.
7: Hot and dry. I may be getting it too much water then. Yep,
1: yep. That's
7: yeah. what happens. Because I had it on a drip line. Uh, oh, yeah, you don't exactly, need that. No, no, you don't that's need that. That's one of the yeah, advantages. Why, I the right, right. I'll have, right. To the, I'll have to put the lantana somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, hot something and dry. else there.
2: All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, William, get that contraband to Rufus as soon as possible. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, we. I'll,
7: I'll get back up to, to September. <clears throat> we'll be aerating and seeding Rufus, so I bring uh, I bring the Cohibas up. Yeah,
2: come on, come oh, on up man. and uh, come on on up and join <clears throat> us on the show.
7: And I got a new drink for him to try too. So I'm gonna I'll bring up. Well,
2: family. we won't do that on the show, but. <laughs>
7: No, not on the show, okay. but you know,
5: at home. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean, We'd have a big right, time, man. Right. Of course, we're talking about a new kind of orangeade.
2: Orangeade, <laughs> it right. is yeah, it's yeah. kind of like let's true let's new grape, grape.
5: Aid, exactly. or a new grape, <laughs> new grape,
2: <laughs> or a big big orange like Andy <laughs> Griffith had orange. at Keenan Stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, William, right, take it easy, you, buddy. Guys, we'll see you. All right, now. All right. All, right. All right, more of the weekend gardener coming up. We'll talk to Paul and Smithfield straight ahead. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF for the Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here, along with Ann Clapp, Rufus Edmonston, Phil Campbell, Pam Beck. Pam, when are you going to lecture next, you
0: think? Oh, goodness. Well, um, right now it's supposed to be in uh, Charlotte in November, but again, depending on the Delta variant right. and if there's any changes. It may be it may be that the in person event is is canceled, but we're keeping our fingers crossed and we'll we'll hope for the best.
2: That's great. Paul is in Smithfield. Paul, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Yes, sir. Good morning morning to you and thanks for waiting.
4: Yes, sir, and thank you. Uh, I'll be like Coach K. Now we'll get real right down to the bullet point here. All right, do it. Uh, I have a patio outside our
2: uh, sunroom.
4: And by uh, chief of staff, our bedroom, she, she does allow me to sleep with her at night. But anyway, we have that? four... Uh, that's great, <laughs> chief of staff. Yeah. But anyway, we have outside our bedroom window about four or five feet, and I've tried <laughs> there, and they do somewhat well, but not as well as I'd like color-wise. What, or do you recommend, I would want over two, and I wouldn't ever want to get any higher than maybe, the we farmers say, high uh, or place high at the max, and about three to four in, uh, feet in width. Uh, what do you recommend to give me some color that would give me some start blooming in early spring and last fall or beyond? Or year round, but I just I need two or three plants to replace these is that I've already pulled
2: up. Well, there are a lot. There are lots and lots of of dwarf plants now. Laura oh, Pedlum. Yeah. There is a. There are varieties of Laura Pedlums that have kind of maroony purple. Uh, it's more maroony leaves and uh, kind of fuchsia flowers. That uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. There are dwarf varieties of that. Pam, what uh, have you come across that might work?
0: All right. I'm, I was having a hard time hearing the question. Uh, it's just because I'm here on the home phone. But um, did Paul say whether this is sun or shade? It's going to
4: be a lot of afternoon shade, not much morning.
0: Okay. Good. So morning sun actually opens up your your opportunities. And right. um, quite frankly I, I we're, we're uh limited
2: all morning. Limited. It would get very yes, little it, morning sun. All
0: right, well, okay, uh, well so when when is the sun? The when's the sun? Yeah, afternoon. Okay. Okay, okay. It's hot after sunset.
2: Yeah, so hot sun.
0: Hot sun in the afternoon. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so that changes things completely.
2: It
3: does. Um,
0: yeah. And, and remember that anything you put out there that is not an annual is not going to bloom constantly from spring to, to fall. Um, you know, your best, your best bet is if you want continuous color in that area is to put uh, winter flowering annuals out for color and interest, you know, uh, pretty soon, Phil said, she's got a bunch of things coming on. She can elaborate on some of those for winter interest. But then in the summer, you you could put out things. Um, even if it's if it's something like coleus that can uh, take a lot of sun and give you a lot of color through the leaves, you would get more bang for your butt for something like that. Um, Phil, what do you what do you and Rufus think?
1: Um, one of the things I've been thinking is maybe putting out some um, some different types of shrubs that have leaf color. I, I guess uh, Mike was talking about loripetalum. But I was also um, I was just looking it up. There's a f- uh, frosty. I think it's spirea. God, what is the name of that new? Um, anyway, I'll find it in a sec. Uh, we've got about three different new. Um, it's not wajilia. It's it's got to be spirea, right? Yes. Um, anyway, I'll I'll look it up in a sec. Uh, but we I'm thinking about like leaf color, just using different leaf colors. And they will have some bloom, like in the uh, summer, like spring and late summer. But um, if you can't have something blooming constantly, it always helps to have leaf color. So um, there's some that are kind of frosty color, and then there's some that are that have a little bit of a yellowish kaleidoscope. Yes, abelia. Abelia. Yes. Thank Abilia. you. But there's yeah, one called Frosty Abelia now, and it is yeah. absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's gorgeous.
2: So, so Abelia and Laura Pedalum dwarf.
1: Right. Right. You can get dwarf. some really nice leaf color. Yeah. Even when you don't what have they, bloom. Yeah.
0: Well, even that little Jazz Hands, I think, is the name of the Laura Pedalum with the yes. pink and white.
2: Jazz and Hands dirty. is what. I, yeah. Uh, but yes. there, I mean, there there are several different varieties. Make sure they're dwarf
5: varieties. You well know, I I didn't hear well did did he say that he didn't like Encore or that that at least you're gonna get a spring and a fall bloom and there are all kinds of dwarf varieties now.
4: Well, I have planted some around the flower bed here in my front yard and I didn't have very good luck with them.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: At all. I
5: because
2: of the afternoon sun, probably. Sir. Because of the afternoon sun, probably.
4: Well, it's it's in
2: direct sunlight. Yeah. 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 They they like fil- yeah. more filtered light.
1: Yeah. I I have some abelias that are in sun from about 1 o'clock until 6 o'clock. And they are – I don't prune them. I just let them grow. And they're about as tall as my head. They're in full bloom, the butterflies. I counted six butterflies on oh. one bush yesterday.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And it was – it's one of the old-timers. But you can get any – I mean, there's just – Numerous different varieties. Well,
3: Phil, right are you
4: going to be at your uh, business this afternoon? I
1: am. Okay. I will be. Well,
4: I've got to go over to Apex, okay. and I may swing back. What time do you close? Five.
1: We do. Mm-hmm.
4: Okay. Right. I've got to attend a, a funeral, but I surely in the afternoon. I may just swing back by.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. That'll be fine. I'll be around okay. there. Okay.
4: Yes, ma'am we can finish these questions then and right. thank you so much for these ideas i've been
1: writing i feel all like i've been a stenographer oh okay i'll okay. give
2: our best okay. to everybody there in smithfield won't you do. all right you so buddy thank, thank you well, bye uh-huh. thank you yeah there's some uh great dwarf varieties yeah. of plants now yeah. that uh can work well anything else that you've come up with there miss pam
0: Oh goodness! Uh, you know I'm just uh, the idea of um having uh, bloom all the time. I keep thinking like Phil about mixing things in because if he had a base of those abelia, depending on what kind of leaf color he chose, then he could put in other summer flowering annuals in there to give a lot of interest and excitement right. and um, right. there he could have something blooming all the time, you know depending on on. You know what he'd be willing to to do work wise with it. Yeah,
2: and if the chief of staff allows that,
0: <laughs> right? Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight
2: six zero WPTF. listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Uh, it's 10.46. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener on WPTF. If you miss the show, you can uh, subscribe on Apple if you have an Apple phone, or if you have an uh, Android phone, you can get uh, Google. There's several platforms you can get the podcast but apple Podcasts, google podcasts they're all there it says picture of uh, rufus ann and me there from that was a picture from our state magazine as a matter of fact i hope they don't mind but that's that's what's on there and uh, you can you can listen to the show uh, and if you're if you're out of town and and want to hear us, you can't pick us up over the air. You can listen to wptf.com or TuneIn Radio, for instance. You can you can get us. Let's see nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. The boy, the heat has really been something. It's tough on us. It's tough on the plants. It's tough on batteries and cars and uh, the the heat can really speed up the failure rate of the battery in your vehicle. Uh, Your AC has certainly been working hard this year, and certainly you should run it year-round just to make sure that you can mix that air, keep things defrosted in the car, but also to keep the AC working properly because it has to be lubricated, and you have to run it to make it lubricated, so run it during the week as much as you can, uh, even on the coldest days. During your uh, checkup at King's Auto Service, they can check all of that for you. Plus, they can check the engine cooling system, including the hoses, belts. If you have a leak or something, they'll let you know about that. If it's the water pump, they can replace replace all of that, uh, the radiator, wherever it is, or the head gasket for that matter. But uh, if you have a... a a leak, but you just want to make sure the cooling system is working properly. You know, the, the hoses, you can't always tell unless you're a professional, the belts and hoses, unless the belts are squeaking or something, that you may have a problem. So let folks at King's Auto Service take care of that. For those of you who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's are ready to diagnose and give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement for less than a dealer will charge for replacement. This usually occurs around uh, 150,000 miles or so. So call King's on Monday to schedule a courtesy battery analysis. King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube, ready uh, ready to go, easy to find. All of that at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh. And at kingautomotive.net, King's Automotive Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. And as, just as I was talking about the podcast, uh, one of my podcast apps on my phone popped up with that. It says that the Weekend Gardener Hour 1, as the date, is ready. New episode of the WPTF Weekend Gardener. So right. if, you got, if you got that... Thank you, Jason. Jason made that possible. And you can also get that at WPTF.com, but it's uh, it's really easy with with uh, the podcast apps too. And Frank is in Raleigh. Frank, good morning. you on WPTF.
8: Uh, yes, good morning. I've had a uh, knockout rose that I've had forever and ever, and never had any difficulty with it at all. And this year, I uh, noticed recently it looks like it's got some kind of an infestation. The leaves are turning a little brown, and uh, it's in a small, relatively small area, and it's gotten rather big. I don't know if the roots could be starved, or if I've got a bug, or uh, what. But I'd like to hear what you have to say.
2: Well, can you can you give us a little more of a description, or, or does it yeah. look like uh, you said brown? So, the, are the leaves or stems? turning brown or
8: yeah the leaves are turning brown uh on on the edge and uh it it's not as robust as it normally is it looks almost somewhat anemic um oh. i've checked the leaves to see if i could find any aphids uh, any particular and it looks like a bug and i haven't been able to find anything so.
2: do you fertilize do you have a regular program of uh fertilizing or trying to prevent the no
8: it's um sink or swim uh-huh. yeah, okay. in the ground yep. you can't tough it out you don't belong here well
2: I, you know i kind of have that philosophy that's, too that's although i do man. i do i have a rufus and i have a rose called a tequila sunrise yep. and i i i don't have to, to to do it probably but i do fertilize i, I do put out the bear all-in-one that has the Pesticide, insecticide, and fertilizer with that because it is such a really neat plant. It's beautiful. Well, that's that's be it.
8: I, as I say, I've never done anything to it. Not not well, wanting to tamper with perfection. But if I if I that if that's the problem, then
0: I can...
2: well, I don't know. Well, Pam, do you have any idea, uh, Phil? Um,
0: Frank, I I there is an extension bulletin from NC State that I would like you to look at and it's on the web and it's called rose rosette r-o-s-e-t-t-e virus and they've got some pictures there and it may be that one of those pictures that that has that brownness may be what you're looking at and also um, if it has a lot of leaf drop from the inside that may be part of it but usually this uh, the symptom of rose rosette is this, um, this uh, mutation or fascination within the branches where there's multiple leaves and, and flowers, and they're kind of crowded in there. Um, but take a look at that and see if that could possibly be your problem. Um, the thorns
2: also, yeah, the thorns get really big on rose yeah. rosette, disease-infested roses, uh, also a witch's broom effect. Is what mm-hmm. is the way it's described to me?
8: Well, that that sounds like very good advice. Uh, once again, word from the intellectual warehouse of the South, NC State. So I know I'm in the right direction.
2: Well, you, they <laughs> they really know their stuff at NC State. Believe me.
0: That they do. It's Thank you very much. Based, yeah, it's research based, and you can trust it.
2: Yeah. You sure can. Thank you, Frank. Uh, let us know if if that's it. Please call us again. Will do. All right. Thank you. Let's go to Ray in Lumberton. Ray, good morning to you.
6: Good morning. How are you? We're doing well, my friend. I mentioned figs earlier in the morning, and it it reminded me I wanted to call you about my fig bush. All right. My fig bush is, I have no idea what the name of the variety is, but everybody around here in Robinson County had a bush like that when I was little. Every farmhouse, it makes a fairly small Fig, kind of bronze colored, but like a scopernon grape when it's ripe. It's been bearing pretty good, but I wonder is there any. Oh, one thing more, it dies back when the temperature gets down about 20 or below for a long. Mm-hmm. Time, and it comes back up to the root. But I was wondering if uh, there's any rules about pruning figs. I've heard that uh, they grow back, they bear better from.
2: Well, I, I know that I, I don't know that if you pruned it in the if you pruned it in the spring for instance early spring late winter if you would get figs necessarily get figs that year it might take another season to get figs uh, Phil uh, or Pam or Rufus, saying
5: well I, I have uh, an old old bunch of fig trees Ray that must be going on close to ninety years old. I've sometimes, and they grow up as much as almost 15, 20 feet. I've cut them back almost to the ground, kept them, that's kept them alive, and they, you can't prune a fig tree too much. You just, no. you can't do it. No. And every once in a while, I think they need to be regenerated by pruning them back pretty heavy. You might not as, uh, as uh, our leader said make any figs that year of course i think if you do that in about october fam would that be safe then for figging in the next year
6: and yeah i was i forgot to add when when the cold when the freeze kills it back to the ground they come back up and they'll often grow up to six or seven feet that year and they they will bear heavily that year and Wow, will be a little later because they have to do a lot of growing first and, yeah. and start putting out figs.
2: Sure. Well, you know, as long as you're getting full sun on them, they uh, they, yes, they they may are. produce a little little more. The the root systems are are usually pretty well protected from the cold. I uh, I I I know
5: that for sure. Well, it looks like you're doing things right, Ray. Yeah. Well, that, yep. they,
6: this year, now this year, you know, we had a late freeze after they had already put out some little figs and leaves. It it killed all that growth. And mm. And then uh, in its uh, peculiar, that growth all died. And then after that, it kind of dried up. They started putting out more leaves, and the leaves never have uh, reached full size. The normal size, you know, is three times as big as the leaves are now. Uh And way on over in the summertime, like up in June, they started putting out little figs again, and now those figs are beginning to get ripe. Wow. how about that—that's the latest they've ever
0: made.
2: How about that, it's probably a brown turkey. That's the most prevalent one in North Carolina. Pam, you want to add anything about this?
0: No, I Ray, I admire your persistence. I love an old fig tree, and I wish you lots of luck with it if you decide to do some heavy pruning on it.
2: Pam, uh, Phil, do you would you prune in in October or well?
1: But if it's dying down. In the winter, totally yeah. dying down, down in the winter. When the frost kills it, otherwise, right? It grows. It keeps. You know,
2: comes on out. Well, how about that? I mean,
1: I, yeah, I wouldn't do. Yeah, I mean, to
2: you, you would certainly die down if it does that every year. Yeah, you definitely wouldn't need to. Yeah, that's pretty extraordinary.
6: Is there, is there any particular nutrients that uh, figs need compared to other things? Phosphate, potash, nitrogen, and so on. Any particular thing that figs are known to require that I might not be giving it?
1: Well, I throw oyster shells around mine.
6: I'm sorry.
1: I throw oyster shells around mine.
2: A little calcium. Yep,
1: yep.
0: I just yeah. That makes sense. And also a a little bit of lime because they're native to the Mediterranean.
2: Yeah, they like lime, Ray. Yeah,
0: yeah. I have done that. I just wondered if that was good for
5: them. I've never touched mine after and been there 40 years.
6: Yeah, I don't do much. Uh You have
1: to
5: test him to get the figs off of him, don't you? Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did because he brought me some this no, morning. I don't, I
1: don't do much, actually. <laughs> you got me on that one, Ray. But you know,
2: Ray, my wife last year got, uh, she was picking some, not from our tree, but uh, somebody else's, and, and got a. Hey, hey,
6: did the neighbor catch her?
2: no 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 this was at her old school the place where she used to teach no she had permission she she doesn't do that anymore she doesn't do that anymore so uh, she, but she got a uh it was like poison ivy it's a uh, fig uh it's like fig poison ivy yeah all over her arm and stuff yeah she had a fit with that wow yeah so but i hope she knows what variety it was yeah it was i think it was probably a brown turkey but uh, that's mostly what we have. We're out of time, Ray. Would you tell everybody in Lumberton to listen to the Weekend
6: Gardener? I, I'm trying to.
2: All right, buddy. I'm
6: fine, and I appreciate your program. Thank I, you. I don't you. I feel like I, I feel like I might have known you since it was the Tar Heel Garden. Well, Aww. we probably
2: have. We probably do know you. <laughs> you take care. Thank take you, Ray. Care. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Miss Ann, Brother Rufus, Pam, Thank Phil. You. Thank God you. love you, everybody. Yep. I'm going on vacation. Bye, bye. <laughs>
3: <laughs>